Let's go to our fortnightly relationships segment. Uh, Hannah Carell, Dr. Hannah Carell, is standing by to offer us help. Hi, Hannah. Yes. Hello, Jesse. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, How to Break Up with Friends is Hannah's book. Um, she's a neuropsychologist. I've got that right, don't I? I don't have it in front of me. Yes, Sorry, that's Hannah. Right. Yes. Yep. And people may have heard a term, because it gets bandied around a lot lately. The term is gaslighting, and we thought we might take a few minutes today to find out what gaslighting is and how to recognize it. Yeah, I love this term. It's a great new term that was invented only in like the 1940s. Not everybody knows, but it's actually based on uh, a play that was made a film, and it's about how a man uh, tries to convince his wife that she's going insane so he can commit her to an institution and steal her inheritance. Yeah, each so, night he turns uh, the gas lights down a little bit and she yes. says, is it getting darker? And he says, no, it's just you. Yes, exactly. So he's making her question her reality. So that term gaslight was then taken to um, it describe this form of manipulation. And it's really useful in you know, mental health to have words that capture and define a behavior. You know, long ago, we didn't have the word psychology. We didn't have the word mental health. We didn't have the word manipulation. And now we're inventing new words to explain, you know, unhealthy behaviors and help people label them and identify that they're happening. And one of those behaviors that are a form of manipulation is gaslighting. And that's the behavior of essentially making somebody, uh, question their own sense of truth, their own sense of reality, their own memory and perceptions in order to sort of hide the truth. And and there are a lot of people who might experience that in relationships, uh, potentially in work or family settings as well, Jesse. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you you point out that it's useful to have a term for something, um, to, to I guess, so that you can understand what's happening to you. And this is particularly true of gaslighting because the whole point of gaslighting is to make you think that it's your problem, that nothing is going mm. on for you. So if you can mm. actually be helped to point to it and go, oh, this is what I'm experiencing, it should be a lot of help. Um, I suppose we're mostly talking to people about how to recognize it, but for some people, how to know when you're doing it yourself. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you think about it, it's actually quite a clever manipulation tactic to get out of trouble, right? There are ways we can get out of trouble. Some people say, ask for forgiveness, not permission. You know, um, foot in the door, just get, get, ask for something small and then ask for more eventually later. You know, ingratiate a person. There's lots of different ways we can get what we need from somebody. And sometimes we might not realize we're engaging in an unhealthy behavior. So gaslighting can start to creep into a relationship when there's something that you don't want to share or tell your partner or your friend or, or family member and you're engaged in lies or deceit to hide it in some way. You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to admit that you've called that person or spoken to that person or you've spent that money. And the cost of not wanting to be honest about it is that you tell a lie to cover it up. And and that is where we start to walk walk that line between getting into manipulation and gaslighting because we're now trying to trick the other person into believing us. And how we trick them is to make them question what they know to be true and believe what we want them to believe, okay? So if there's a behavior that you might be doing that you're not particularly proud of, you're not ready to share, you don't want to talk about it with your partner, I guess that, that's when we start to sort of that, walk that line between owning our behavior and going, there's something that I'm engaging in that I know isn't right and I don't want to do it versus then actually trying to get the other person to believe it's not happening, okay? You can do things that aren't 
the best choice. You can choose to smoke cigarettes. You can choose to gamble. You can you have the dignity of taking that risk with your own life. It's your choice then how you communicate that with your partner. Everyone makes choices. Everyone has fights and relationships. But if you then try to trick that person into thinking it's not happening, then you might be engaging in some manipulation, okay? And it's really important for us to be able to communicate healthily and recognize when we're doing that. And it's important to be able to recognize when it's happening to you, Jesse. And there's a few calling cards or, or hallmarks that we can look out for when a person might be gaslighting us. Yeah, uh, yes, please. Because, because the tricky thing is there's often only two of you in the room. And, mm. <laughs> and if mm-hmm. one person is denying what's going on, then it really is in your own head trying to work yeah. out whether you're sane or not. Absolutely. So if you're feeling this experience of feeling invalidated. You second guess yourself all the time. You ask yourself questions like, am I going crazy? Did that really happen? You blame yourself for everything. You're doubting your own memories. You're feeling really insecure and tentative about yourself. I'm not sure anymore. That feeling of confusion, muddled and perplexed, I'm confused. I don't know what's true and what's not true. That's a pretty good red flag something's going on here that's making your eyes, your ears, your senses are detecting something and someone's trying to tell you that it's not real, okay? And that's when we start to get quite confused. So having an external third party that we can talk to can be really helpful because it might be the anchor that you need to have that validation that no, you're not you're not crazy, you're not imagining it, there is something going on that's questionable and perhaps you need some assistance to get those assertive language words, that assertive communication to stop someone, someone's manipulation in its tracks and go, no, I'm not going down that line. I'm going to stop you there. This is, this is what I need to know and when I need to know it by. I'm not going to get sucked into the manipulation today. You're not going to turn this around on me and make me feel invalidated. I need to stop and need to step away right now. If you can't give me this clear answer, I need to step away right now. And, and it can be helpful to get that third party to just give you that anchor to reality that you may need because it often happens very slowly over a very, very long period of time. So it's almost so insidious, Jesse, that we don't realize it's happening and that's how it can be quite effective. Often people we trust. 30 seconds to go, Hannah. Who would make a good third party? Look, I'm always an advocate for psychologists. I think they're a great avenue for knowing that they're definitely not biased. They're not a family member. They're not a friend. They're not a biased party in your life. Um, and they're a great person to touch base with, to check in uh, when you're having some issues in your relationship. Dr. Hannah Carell, author of How to Break Up with Friends and Neuropsychologist, thank you for the advice today. Thank you. Take care.